You are listening to a life-impacting message preached by Bishop Richard Ayi at the Lovely Voice Experience in London. Bishop Richard Ayi is the pastor of the First Love Church UK, a denomination founded by Bishop Dag Heward-Mills. The First Love Church is full of zealous young people who love and desire to work for the Lord. You will be encouraged and uplifted as you listen to this powerful sermon. Your presence, I can't sing 
sing for people to love me. your feet. It's time for the word of God. Wow. How many of you have been enjoying our series on the presence of God? I believe last week our pastor spoke to us about the master key to the presence of the Lord. I wasn't here but I am expectant for today. Yes. I wasn't here under instruction but I'm expectant for today. You know the Lord told uh, Moses that my presence shall go with you and it shall give you rest. So I believe that the Lord is giving us rest today in the name of Jesus. So if you're excited as I am, help me welcome our pastor, Bishop Richard Ayi. Come on, first love church. Father, we want to thank you. We are so grateful for your greatness and your mighty deeds. Father, we pray today that you be with us, you speak to us, you direct us, instruct us, correct us, encourage us, Lord. Thank you for wisdom and thank you for direction. By the power of your precious Holy Spirit, I give you thanks in Jesus' name. And everybody shall say, Amen. Amen. Okay, take your seats. Amazing. Okay. So how you can be anointed, but be without the presence of God. Mm Mm-hmm. So how you can be anointed, but be without the presence of God. I think um, studying our the Holy Spirit is really, really, really exciting and interesting. How many of you are discovering new things all the time? 
Um, you remember a couple of weeks ago, we mentioned that the, we have the Holy Spirit in three, three ways, three relationships, isn't it? The Holy Spirit upon us, which is called the anointing, the Holy Spirit in us, which is our baptisms that we experience, and then the Holy Spirit with us, which is the presence of God. Now, interestingly, when you're reading your Bible, and the scripture talks out the Holy Spirit, or talks, or even perhaps even uses the word even anointed, you can't tell unless you search further. You can't tell whether it's talking about the Spirit with us, that is the presence, or the Spirit upon us, which is the anointing. So sometimes it's used as though it's used interchangeably, but it has it has different meanings if you care to find out you will see that it's talking about the presence or it's talking about um, the anointing on you or the anointing on an individual. So someone can be anointed but not have the presence. And that is what, that is what uh, I want us to look at today, how you can be anointed but without the presence now, now, when you are anointed, one of the things that happens when someone is anointed is that he appears or he becomes gifted. And the scripture says that the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. The gifts and callings of God. Are, in, in, other words, in other words, you can have the gift. You can have the gift. And it's like God hasn't changed his mind about the gift. And that is where a lot of people are blown away or misled. Because you can, you can have a gifted person, but the person hasn't got the presence. The presence is not there anymore, but he's gifted. He can use the gift. He can, he can, he can do a lot of things. He can do a lot of things, and he can, he, can actually, uh, he can actually use the gift. So the person does appear anointed because the person is anointed. He does have the gift. But what you need and what, what, perhaps, what perhaps I'm saying to, to us is that you must have your strongest, your strongest desire is how you can maintain and sustain the presence of God throughout your life. You understand? Throughout your life that you have, you have the presence and not just a gift. Because at a point you have a gift. But it, having a gift is not the same as having the presence. You can become gifted, you can become gifted and have the presence and be moving with the gift and the presence and then, as happens to maybe, uh, maybe people, they, they, they at a point lose their presence. But because they have the gift, I mean, like, how many of you have received gifts from a friend before? You've received a gift from a friend. Okay, my next question is that, how many of you have a gift of a friend who is no longer your friend? Do you understand? You have a gift that a friend gave to you, but that friend is no longer your friend, but you still have that gift. Whether you used it or not, it's not a question, but you have the gift. How many of you have that? Yes. So then it explains that it should help you to understand how you can receive a gift from God, but God is no more with you. But you still have the gift because I, I, I think very few people give gifts to people where you're no more friends and you come back and say, can I have my gift? I don't think it's, I mean, 
It's not. It's not a common practice. I mean, you must be, you must be, I mean, you must be a certain way to come back for your gift. And say, I mean, look, since we are no longer talking, can I, can I have my gift? I mean, you must. I mean, you must come from a certain part of the world to, to be able to achieve that. You see, so, so you see that you can have something that God has given to you. But God is not with you. Or like the example I'm giving you, someone can give you a gift, but the person is not there with you. You have the gift, but the person is not present with you. So what we need to fight for and battle for and desire is the presence of God. The presence of God. And not, and not, so, and not so much, not that not so much of his gifts. His gifts are great. We must have the gift. But after the gift, after the gift, don't, don't, um, don't become complacent. And say that because I have the gift, I don't need anything again. No, you need you need the presence because as I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to give you about three examples of people who were anointed but did not have the presence, so that we learn from them, so that you can see what it is like to have a gift. Because sometimes the gift is what misleads people. You know, the gift is what misleads people. Like someone can can say that, look, um, I can pray for you and you will fall. You see, falling down under the, under the power, you fall under the power, or even uh, you prophesy, or you say, it does, not, it does not mean that God is, is with you, or that God is present. And that is where, that is where people, people, the simple-minded follow such things, and then, also, and then also the deceived and the deluded use it, use it to mislead people. Because you don't, you don't realize that if God, if God is with a someone, if God is with someone, that person will not stir up confusion. And that person will not create confusion. That person will not create problems. If God is with you, that's not, because the scripture says God is not an author of confusion. God doesn't, there, there are some things when you see it, you know, it is not God. I mean, this is not God. Even though the person appears gifted and powerful, and flowing, but what the person is doing, if the person really had the presence of God and was still hearing from God, that is not, that's not what the person will be doing. Even though he's gifted, even though he's gifted, even though he's prophesying, even though he's doing some things, but that is not how God would have led him if God was present. Because the days when God was present with him, those are not the deeds that he did. So I'm, 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 now, I'm now talking to you about fruits of people. Fruits, not gifts. Fruits. When you see the fruits, the actions, what the person is doing, it tells you that oh, this person once upon a time was good, had God, but had, does not have God anymore. Even though he's gifted. So don't be deceived by the gift. Really, 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 really don't be moved by gifts. Be moved by fruits and be impressed by the presence. Because a lot of people can have gifts. And we, th- we thank God for gifts. I mean, I would like to have gifts. I would like to have more gifts. I would like to have gifts. I'm, I'm happy when I, if, if I discover a gift. I want more gifts. But you see, the gift is not the final thing. The presence is the thing. The presence and that is what that is what it's sometimes very difficult to have. 
That's what, that's what Moses said. Moses said, if your presence is not coming with that, why bother? Why do I have to go anywhere? Are you interested in what I'm, I'm talking about? Yes. Why bother? Why do I have to go anywhere? Why do I have to do anything if, if, the, if, the, if, if, if you are not coming along? Have you ever tried going somewhere and you ask a friend that, are you coming along? And the friend says no. Then you say that if, if this friend is not coming, then you won't go. <laughs> yes. I used to go. I mean, you ask, are, you, are you not coming? If you are not coming, then I, I'm, I don't think I want to go. I don't think I want to go. Yes. When you marry, you discover that your wife will always want you to go with her somewhere. And especially a place that you're not interested in. Especially shopping. Every 10 shops that you enter into, if you, are, if you are lucky, one thing will be bought. If you are lucky. You go 10. 10 for one item. 10 for one item. And the one item will be the second shop you entered in. So you do 10, then you come back to the second one. And the one thing will be bought. That's if you are lucky. And then when you get home, when you get home, the following day you hear that, you hear that I need to return some things. Mm-hmm. So I hear need to return some things. Yes. Yes. And then the return to your presence is, is needed. And because you want to be a, a nice husband, you keep following. Mm-hmm. You, you keep following around. Yes. Yeah. But I'm talking about the, the, the company. You see that it's like, are you coming? Are you going to, will you come with me? Will you be with me? Sisters, it's not true. You always want company, isn't it? Yes, sometimes even you are just going to the washroom. You want your friend to come with you. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I don't know why. I would like to go alone, but I don't know why you, you, you want someone to come with you. Yes. Yeah. Have you, not be, have you not been uh, with ladies in a restaurant? Someone needs a washroom. It's like so they have to take one with them. It's like, come with me. I don't know what's there. I don't know what's there that they are scared of. Yeah. Judges chapter 16. Judges 16. And... Um, So I hope, I hope you are getting the picture that someone can be anointed, that is a spirit upon, but would not have the spirit with him. And let's all assume, which I think is accurate, that when you are having the spirit upon, you have the spirit with. Because before someone can give you a gift, the person has to be present to give you a gift. So there must, there must have been a time when you have conducted yourself and being in a way that God was comfortable with you. So he gave you the gift. As he said, he, give you, he gives it to you. To receive something from someone, the person has to be present. 
So his presence must have been there for the gifts. But after we receive the gifts, then maybe we quench the spirit and the spirit walks away. And the spirit has a mind or God has a mind that I don't take my gifts back. Yes, I don't take it back. That's Romans 11, 20. I don't take it back. You can keep it, but I'm not there. And I hope, I hope we'll discover, I hope we'll discover what happens when you have the gift and the presence is not there. Because I think it's a very, it's a very misleading and deceptive thing. That someone has a gift. You know, I see, I see sometimes you see a, a very young person, he's gifted, but he feels that is all that there is. And usually you see that young and zealous people feel that older people are jealous of them. <laughs> you know, they, are, they, are, they, are, they are higher things, greater things. That's what, that's what I'm telling you about the presence. So you come, come with the presence. Come with your gift, but in addition to the gift, come with the presence. Did we read Judges 16? And we're reading about magicians. <laughs> Judges chapter 16. Chapter 16 and verse 20. Let's read verse 20. It says that. It says that. And she said, the Philistines be upon thee, Samson. And he awoke out of his sleep and said, I will go out as, as at other times before and shake myself. And he wished not that the Lord was departed from him. Do you understand? He didn't, he didn't know that the presence was not there anymore. The absence of the presence means that there are some things you can't do anymore. You can't do some things anymore. Even, even though he had the gift, he, he had the gift, he had the gift till the day he died. He had the gift till the day he died. The day he died, he stood in between two pillars in the courts and he pulled it down and killed the people. What he was lacking was the presence of God. God had left him. God had left him because he, he had made friends with uh, Delilah and Cohen, telling Delilah his secrets and his, his, his things, yes. Sharing things with people that, I mean, they shouldn't be sharing with. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes all your problems start with that relationship you have. Oh, yeah. But because, because you, you are not used to, you, maybe you don't even know the presence of God. You don't even discover that this relationship that I have is what is draining me from the presence of God. Yeah. yeah. And, let, and especially when you even end up marrying that person. Then it's over. Game set match. Yes. Yeah. Something should have run away from Delilah, but he didn't. He believed, he beloved, those dead, I mean, gave, gave everything. I mean, I mean, that girl must have been some special girl. Yes. And all girls are special to their lovers. Yeah. Yeah. They're special. They must be special. No, so there he is. There he is. Yes, he didn't. He don't even know that the presence is gone. The presence is departed. Yes. Some friends, by the time you finish interacting with them, you you would know that you are different. There's something different about you. Yeah. Some topics, some topics that I discuss, things that I talked about. You know that you know that no, there's some there's something different. Something is gone. 
Something is gone. Something, something is not there. Hey. Let me give you examples. Number one. I think something can be an example, isn't it? Okay, so I can say number two, isn't it? Number two will be number two will be Saul. Okay. We see Saul in First Samuel chapter 16 and verse 13. It says that. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brethren. And the spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. Can you see the spirit of the Lord came upon him? So Samuel rose up and went to Ramah. But the spirit of the Lord departed from Saul. And an evil spirit from the Lord troubled him. So you see that this story is explaining to us that Saul, if you remember, Saul had been anointed to be king. He still had the gift or he still had the kingly anointing. But God had left him and gone to David. Gone to David. And his presence was with David. And he has left Saul, even though Saul was the one sitting on the, on the throne as king. He had the position. He had the position, he had the rank. That's, he had the gift. So he has the position, he has the rank. But there's been a shift in where God is. So you, you, you see, you see people, have, people have the position, they have the gift, they have the, they have the shiny things, but they don't have God. So you see, you are here with your gifts, your title, your seat, your position, your everything, but you see, God is working next door. If you will tell you something, next time you are looking for uh, somewhere to eat, and you are in, a, in an area where there are restaurants, you know, you would always notice, if you've never noticed, always notice the empty restaurant and the one that is full. Yes. And remember, and remember how God moves from places. Because you see, this is a restaurant. It's, it's a place that people could be sitting there, but you see, there's nobody Then You see that this one is empty, and there's a queue here waiting to be seated. And they're all cooking food. Both have, both have a chef. They have chairs. They have all the things it takes to feed. But you see, the presence always makes a difference. Always. So that's, you see, that's why it's a very dangerous thing to criticize someone or to criticize a minister or a church. Because you don't even know what you're touching. You don't even know why God likes this, the, why God likes these people and why God blesses them. And why, and why, and why when, when, they, when they rent a hall, why God fills the hall? You don't know why. You are coming, you are coming to criticize, to talk, to throw stones, to say all sorts of things. And what you are touching and what you are criticizing, you could be criticizing God. Because it's his presence that makes all the difference. It's his presence. It's not, the, it's not the drums. It's not the drums and the microphones and the LED screens. Yeah, and the cordless mics and the, and the carpets and the, and the glass pulpits and the flashing lights. 
It's the presence. The presence. I heard of a pastor who made who made a, a, a joke and, and said that uh, they had bought they had bought LED screens. He said you've brought in LED screens and we've ushered out the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, extremely strong. So we brought in the screens and we ushered out the Holy Spirit. Because the lights and the screens, it, it gives an atmosphere, you know. It gives an atmosphere, but it's not the Holy Spirit. Yeah, it gives an atmosphere, but it's not the Holy Spirit. It's not it. So David got the presence, and the scripture says clearly that and the Lord departed from Saul. He left him, but he was still the king of Israel. He was still the king of Israel. He, he, had, he had enough authority and power to go after David's life. He was still the king. The king he was, but no presence. No presence. Number two, second example. Are you learning something? Yes. Only have three examples. I've reached two. So it means we are closing. Okay, I'm, I've reached three, isn't it? The second, the second or the third example, third example for this afternoon is, um, what's his name? What's his name and what's his face? David. Yes, David is another one who talked to us about um, being anointed and the presence going away. That's David. He said, um, Psalm 51, Psalm 51, Psalm 51. He said, he said that he said, have mercy upon me, O God. He wrote, he wrote Psalm 51. He wrote Psalm 51 when he um, committed murder and adultery. Yes. That's when he wrote Psalm 51. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. He was really, he was really in a in a great mess. Yes. But he said, that's, that's what makes David, David. When David is in trouble, he goes to God. When he has victories too, he goes to God. Yes. I'm not surprised that God called him a man after his own heart. With all his problems. Because who would have chosen someone like Joseph? Who sees a naked Egyptian lady. Smelling of all the perfumes of Egypt. Can you imagine her hair? The richness and the thickness of her hair. And how nice her hair was smelling. But Joseph fled. He fled for his dear life. Oh, yes. That's Joseph. But Joseph never was called a man after God's own heart. He ran away. He ran away. I mean, we are talking about about Pharaoh's wife. Everything was at her disposal. I mean, you can imagine imagine what she would look like. Yes. Her bed sheet must be Egyptian cotton. Yeah. Most definitely. Most definitely was Egyptian cotton. Yes. Yes. But Joseph said no. He said no. He said no. With a totally naked Egyptian woman. And of no other than the king of Egypt's wife. Oh. 
can imagine the offerings that was being, the offers that were being made to him. And he fled. But anyway, the point I'm making is that, the point I'm making, before you get too excited, the point I'm making is that he was not called. He was not called. He was not called. There, there, are two very, there are two very important things that about God that maybe is a mystery for us when we get to this. He was not called a man after my own heart. And then, in the list of men of faith, in the, the book of Hebrews, Hebrews 11, Joseph's name is also not there. As someone who used faith to overcome fornication. Yes. yes. His name was not there. No. No. No, he's not there. It's not there. His story is not there. It's a, it's a mystery. It's a mystery. But David, who couldn't, he couldn't resist Bathsheba. He couldn't, I don't think Bathsheba was as nice. Or, I mean, I don't know. Please, please. Bathsheba, when we get to heaven, don't come to me, okay? Yes. But I don't, I don't know, but I don't think, I've never thought, have you all thought of it that Bathsheba was nicer than Pharaoh's wife? I don't, I don't think she was. She was a soldier's wife. A soldier's wife whose bathroom was outside. So she was living in the barracks using communal bath. She was not living in the palace. She's not. She's not. She's not she, I don't think Bathsheba was a posh girl. Mm. I mean, I don't, you, can, you can correct me if you want, but I, from what I've read, I mean, I, I don't, that's what I said. When we get to heaven, I don't want to, is that an example? I don't want to have a meeting over this in heaven. Yes, I don't want to have a meeting in Bathsheba. I don't want someone to come and say to me that, hey, this is Bathsheba, this is Pharaoh. What do you think? I don't, I don't want to have discussions in heaven. I'm just saying, I'm just saying that a soldier's wife who has her bath outside, I mean, that's not a cool place to have your shower. Yes. Yeah. I mean, open anybody and everybody can. David had this unfortunate experience. Everything, but he still ran back to God. That's when he wrote Psalm 51. So he says, I have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according unto the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. How many of you after you have sinned, you talk to God like this? You have, you even leave the church. Yes. But he loved God enough and valued his relationship with God enough to go back to him. And to say that I know I've made a mistake, but you know, according to your loving kindness. And you see, you have to know how to talk to God. It's when you want something from some, an important person, you have to know how to talk to the person. That I know, I know you are rich in kindness. And not just kindness, but loving kindness. And then I know, I know, I know, it's like deal with me, I got the multitude of your tender mercies. Not just mercies, but your tender mercies. 
And if you're a God, will you not be touched? Yes. Verse 2. He says, wash me, wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. <laughs> Three, for I acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Four, against thee, thee only have I sinned and done this. It's like, let's forget about uh, Uriah. Yes, it's you that I have sinned against, not that man. Against thee and against thee have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight that thou mightest be justified when thou speakest and be clear when thou judgest. Behold, I was shaped in iniquity and in sin did my mother conceive me. I mean, can you believe it? It's like, look, this is how I came into the world. What, what else is expected of me? <laughs> yes. Six. Behold, thou desirest truth. In the inward parts and in the hidden parts, thou shalt make me to know wisdom. Purge me with hyssop. Maybe if it was, uh, I mean, today's well, you, you someone would say that, purge me with, what are some of the washing uh, liquids? Uh, fairy. Purge me with fairy. Yes. And I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me to hear joy and gladness that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. Hide thy faith from my sins and blot out all my iniquity. Some of you like God to hide his face from your sins. Then he says in verse 10, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit in me. Then verse 11, he says that, cast me not away from thy presence. And take not thy Holy Spirit from me. This Old Testament. This is not after Acts chapter 1. Where the Holy Spirit is given. This is David. This is David. And he's talking about the Holy Spirit. This is David. And he said, cast me not from thy presence. And take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Presence. He knew about the presence. Not gift. Not gift. This is a, this, this is a very powerful person. But he's not talking about gifts. He's not even talking about the throne of Israel, of being a king or, or royalty. No, no, no. What he was interested in is the presence of God. It's the presence of God. Because the gifts, everything was intact. What he knew he could lose, like Saul lost, was the presence. He said, don't take your presence from me. I wish I had time. I would have taken you through steps to losing the anointing. No. Number four, the fourth example I want us to see. Mm. Is Samson. Mm. Well, we did something for the f- number one, isn't it? Okay. Okay, we've done something. So let's move to the last one, number five, which is Judas. Last one is Judas. If you are if you are good, I'll give you steps to loosen the anointing before we end. Yes. So it'll be good from here. So we can do Judas very quickly. You know, when you understand, when you understand um, the presence, 
one of the things you value. I mean, one of the things you value is that you value relationships more than appointments and positions. Yes. I mean, you value uh, perhaps almost to a fault, almost to a fault, almost to a fault that you see that, I mean, being given, because the presence comes with positions and roles. But there are people when they have positions and roles, they run away from the presence. Do you understand? It's like your pastor who, let's say, your pastor who appointed you, then you don't have a relationship with him again because now you've been appointed. Or your counselor, your marriage counselor who counseled you. Now that you are married, you don't have any relationship. But it is, it is now, if I understand anything about marriage, I rather think that after you are married, at least a week after you are married, that is when you need counseling. That's when counseling must start. So you don't kick, you don't kick that person out of your life. That, you make that person into a mother or a father in your life. You glue yourself that that, that voice will remain and stay in your relationship permanently, 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 permanently. There are people after they've been appointed, they've been given a role to play. That's it. They don't need the person. It's like the person who gave them the role. We don't want to have any relationship with the person again. It's like now we are big. We've got it. So, presence, you know, it really talks about valuing the voice, the voice of God. The voice of God. More than positions and titles. So that's where you lose it. That's where you start arguing. That, that's, where, that's where you start saying things like, I've obeyed enough. I've done this enough. I can't do this anymore. I can't do that, that anymore. I can't. Because what you are saying now is that I know enough. And that's where you lose it. That's where you lose it. Because that's when you start arguing. I've done this. I've done this. Everything I've done. Everything I've done this. You see, like, like the prodigal, like the elder brother in the house. He, he, he was, he was, he's no, what he had was the presence of his father in his life. And because of his other brother, he was about to lose it. Because he started talking. I've never transgressed. I've always done this. I've always done that. You've never done this for me. And the father is saying that, look, kebab. I can give you all the all the cattle in the in the house is for you. What you must value rather is that the father is present with you. He said, everything is for you. Don't be jealous of this boy. But he was about to trade, he was about to trade a higher thing for kebab party. Oh, yes. For kebab party. He's about to explain that everything that I have is for you. You don't have to eat it. Everything, everything is for you. You are richer than this boy that has come back. But you see, people like the positions and the titles more than the presence. More than the presence. More. I, I, know, I know I'm talking about God and the presence of God in your life. I mean, forgive me for keeping you saying, you know, human and, you know, those things. But I'm just trying to get your mind onto something that... Look, the presence of God is more important than any other thing. Because when, when God is present, when anybody is present, you hear his voice. You, are, you can hear my voice because I'm here. Yeah, because I'm here. 
So when you have the presence, you hear his voice. And his voice is, is the thing that makes a difference in your life. Let's finish so that I can attend reading to you how to lose that long tea. Who are we talking about? Judas, right? Okay. So Judas, Judas's problem um, is that he's someone who received the gift of God and became anointed to work for God. He was one of the 12 disciples. He was sent out to heal, to teach and to minister the power of God. But he's the same person who betrayed Christ and lost the company of Christ and the, which is the presence of Christ. He, he's the same person. Who, he was one of them. He could have been, Judas would have been Apostle Judas. But he never became an apostle. Yes, he never became, because he betrayed. He, he felt, I mean, I don't know what he felt. Look at it, Luke 22, verse 21, it says that, it says that, but behold, the hand of him that betrayeth me is with me on the table, and truly the son of man goeth as it was determined, but woe unto that man by whom he is betrayed. The one, it's like the one that betrays is in trouble. It's in trouble, but he had, he had, Judas could have just stayed and become an apostle, and receive the Holy Spirit. Judas wasn't there when the Holy Spirit came. Judas didn't speak in tongues. He didn't get any of the gifts that came after, because he lost the presence, because he chose to betray. He chose to go against the powerful presence that he had. Okay, I think we have 10 more minutes. So, let me give you steps because you, you'll be wondering okay we, we've understood that we can lose it but how, how can you lose it okay let me just it's going to take me five minutes to tell you because I'll give you the story go and read this story the story is uh, the case study is Saul in um, 1 Samuel chapter 15 Okay. Where he was given instructions by God. Go and kill everybody. Go and utterly destroy everybody. And when he went, he saved some people. And he came to argue about it. So the steps to loosen the gift, the presence, the anointing, is number one, disobeying of specific commands. Yes. Specific command for your life and ministry. As soon as you start disobeying, you lose, you lose the instructor. Have you heard of someone who went for a driving test and within um, five minutes they are back at the uh, center? How many of you have heard of someone like that? Not you. Even if it's you, it's like, let's say somebody. Yes. I've also heard of someone like that. Within five minutes they were back. When you ask what happened, the person was not obeying instructions. So the, the examiner just changes and says, no, 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 I cannot be the way back, back to the center, back to the center, you have failed. Back to the center. Yes. So disobedience to specific instructions and commands 
It's what can lose someone to lead someone to lose the anointing. The next one, the next, the next thing is don't become big in your own eyes. How can you become big and as big as the person who made you big? Because whoever made you big has only given you a fraction of what he has. So how come you started arguing? <laughs> so don't become big in your own eyes. Don't become big. Don't become inflated, puffed up. In your own eyes and assume equality. When it is God who blessed you, the blessing God gave it to you, how come now you don't need God and you don't have time for God anymore? It's God who gave it to you. It's God who gave it to you. You see, that's why, that's why David, eh, David, he's, he's great. He's a great guy. When he was, when he was, I think, I think it was the dedication of a temple or he was praying to God. As he was giving God an offering in Chronicles, he said, I am giving you what is yours already. I've only taken part of what is yours and I'm bringing, I mean, I think God will look at him and say that this guy, he's cute. Yes. We, when we are giving an offering, you feel you are giving God something. David said to God that I'm giving to you what is already yours. I mean, that's, that's a high level of wisdom and understanding. That what I'm giving you is yours already. You know, so I'm just taking part of yours and just, you know, giving it to you. Giving it to you. Yes. It's like, it's like, it's like your birthday and your, your children are three years old, five years old. And seven, and they've brought you a card or a gift. I mean, where did they get the money from? They've taken your money and bought you your thing. And mommy has written uh, from from uh, number one, number two, and number three. If all they are bringing to you is yours that they, they, they are bringing back. It's not like they have anything. It's just it's just nice. Is is that the scripture? But who am I and what is my people that we should be able to offer you so willingly after this sort? For all things come of thee and of thine own have we given thee. This is someone who maintained his size in the, in the sight of God. He maintained his size. That I'll, I'll stay small and cute in the eyes of God so I can have his presence. But people get puffed up. You say, okay, we, we, are go, we are going to support God. How can you support God? You are going to support God. Can you support God? You must be very big. So losing the presence and losing the voice and losing some key things in life is when you feel big. And the thing of the person that made you big, you feel you are equal or you are even bigger. <laughs> Is in case in case you have parents that maybe are not so well off, or you know, yes, they are not so well off in life. Never let them beg you or even ask you for anything. Yes, always provide for them. If you are bet- if if you you seem to have more wealth, you understand, you become richer than them or for whatever. Never ever let a parent beg you or ask you for anything, because it's not a blessing. It's not a good thing. 
to allow a parent to come and ask you or beg you or plead with you to do something. I mean, please, don't come too big. First Samuel 15, 17, the scripture says, and Samuel said, when thou was little in thine own sight, was thou not made the head of the tribes of Israel? And the Lord anointed thee king over Israel. When you were little in your own eyes. Mm, when you were nobody. When you were nobody. Mm. Next step. Do you, want, do, you, do you want more steps on how people lose? Do not become interested in the financial and earthly benefits of ministry. That's what happened to um, um, Saul. He didn't kill all the people. He brought the juiciest of the spoil. Instead of obeying God. The next step, which is the fourth step, is don't sacrifice instead of obeying God. Do you understand sacrifice instead of obeying God? Don't do something extreme when God is asking for something basic. So don't be interested in doing something very great when you are being asked for something. It's like, just do this. Then you are offering something. It's like, it's like I'm even giving you something better than what you are asking for. No, that's, it's still disobedient. So in 1 Samuel 15, 22, you hear, you hear one of these um, very major statements. And Samuel said, has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Then he says, behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to hearken than the fat of rams. Hmm. To obey than making crazy sacrifices to prove that, you know, I've done better than you even asked. Just do what has been said. Just do what you have has been said. Just to be. Just to be. Just be. Just be. Just be in church. Just be in church every Sunday. Time to say that you know I had an all night. <laughs> yes. 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 Or or pay your tithe or give offerings. Than to, say, than, than to say that, you know, I bought, I just, I just gave a million pounds to that church or to that charity for something. No, just do what you have been told. God prefers obedience to sacrifices. He prefers obedience to sacrifices. Hmm. The next step is avoid rebellion and witchcraft. Yes. Is that the next verse? Verse 23. He was told that for rebellion is as, as the sin of witchcraft and stubbornness is as the iniquity of idolatry. Does it? So it's like your, the actions of Saul amounted to rebellion and, and witchcraft. Sex. Don't be stubborn. Mm. What, is the, what, is the, what is the mark of stubbornness? That the same instruction is repeated. 
That's a mark of stubbornness. That you are told the same thing over and over and over. It's not like a new, a new instruction. But you have not obeyed the original instruction. The same thing is being said. And it's still being said. And it's turning into an argument and a debate. That's stubbornness. The need to do this, you haven't done. You see, the same thing is being, that's stubbornness. Or a meeting, a decision that's supposed to take five minutes. It's taking days and maybe months. And you, you won't give in. You won't give in, you won't yield. That's stubbornness. You are waiting, you are waiting for whoever is speaking to you to tell you that, okay, you are right. <laughs> That's stubbornness. So stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. You know, very experienced people, they don't, they don't talk about the same thing for a long time. One, two, they just say, it's okay, it's okay. It's okay, let's leave. It's okay. Let's move to people who are more flowy. Yeah. People who are willing and obedient. Today, you seem quite quiet. The message is making you think a bit, isn't it? No problem. Sometimes it's like that. Yes. I don't, okay. I don't expect you to be jumping over such a message. <laughs> Proverbs 29 verse 1 says that he that being often reproved hardeneth his neck shall suddenly be destroyed and that without remedy. So that's the, that's the effect of um, stubbornness. And I think that that should be it for now. Okay. Yes. So I pray that your desire for the presence has been heightened been heightened that you will value presence more than gifts and appointments and appointments gifts and appointments and titles and positions and positions and seating arrangements yes and carnal things you rather you should rather choose and then when you get the the gifts, the so-called positions or whatever, don't lose. Don't lose the source. Don't make those things you've got more important than the source. Yes. Don't be that wife that makes wife, being a wife, more important than the person who made her wife. Because there are some husbands who are like rags in their home. Oh, yes. The children are more important than them. Oh, yes. Madam, but he made her, madam. If he had not married her, by now she'd be one of those lonely, meek, meek, and um, prayer warriors in the church. Yes. The person who has done her the honor has made her so big. Though she's small, but she's big. Is there nobody? No, I fear. I fear for myself to make my position or a position more important than the person who put me in that position. I fear for myself. 
that sometimes I'm almost at fault in not giving enough recognition to some roles. Yes. Because I value the relationship more than even, you know, definitely when you have the relationship, you'll get some things out of it. It's the balance. It's the balance. Before you, you value the, the gain and the rewards from the relationship so much that it's like, person who gives this like the person is nothing to you anymore. Oh, yes. That should not happen to you and God. Yes. You value things so like that. God, you don't have time to pray anymore. I mean, you don't have time to pray anymore. Sunday mornings, Saturday nights, I prefer to pray than to read notes. You know what I'm telling you? I prefer to, I prefer to talk to God. I prefer to talk to God. And to be reading notes and be looking for points. No, 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 no. I want the person who has given me the opportunity. He should, he should also speak to me. Yes, he should also fellowship with me. Anyway, gentlemen and madams, I've finished. I pray that we'll be lovers of God and lovers of his company and his presence. Stand to your feet. Okay. Pray for yourself. What, what are you going to pray for? Presence. You're going to ask God that the presence. The Lord, I need. I need your presence. I need your presence. I need. I need. You know, one of the one of the marks of the presence. It's when you're having your quiet time. The revelation you have. Yes. Pray that you will not have dry moments. So sometimes you hear people ask, oh, I want to ask a question. Is it every day that you read your, you read your Bible that uh, you get uh, revelation? Is it every day that when you put your finger in the flame that it burns? Are there any flames that are not hot? Yes. So that's how, that's how you know whether God is there. Because the Holy Spirit, the Bible says one thing he does, that he he teaches. He's a teacher, he teaches. So if you have him with you, and you've opened your Bible, he'll teach you. He'll start teaching. Well, of course, when he's not there, he won't teach. I mean, if your English teacher is not in the classroom, there's no, there's no teaching of English. Even though you are all gathered in the classroom, you don't hear anything because the presence is not there. Miss is not there. So there's no teaching. There's just fooling among students. Fooling. So I think you want to pray for the presence. Yes. And that's why I'm just giving you this hint that your quiet time, when you open the Bible like this, you see the pages coming alive. When you open a book to read, you see revelation coming from the books. You see that ah, the depth of understanding in the books is different. Pray for yourself and just ask God, Lord, Lord, I need your presence. I want your presence. I want it. I want it. I desire it, Lord. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Pray for it. Pray for the presence of God. 
Pray for God's presence. Ask God for his presence. Oh Lord. Oh Lord. Oh Lord. Pray for the presence. Don't your quiet time. Other times, other places, pray in your basenta meetings, in your fellowship meetings, wherever you find yourself, counseling, when you are counseling, when you are counseling, when you are visiting, the presence to be with you, the presence to be with you, presence of God to be with you, everywhere and anywhere that you find yourself, pray for it. Pray for it. Pray for it. Pray for it. Whatever you do, when you are singing in the choir, when you are singing on your own, when you are dancing, whatever you do, pray that the presence will be with you. That nothing but the presence. What you need is a presence. What you need is a presence. When you are acting, when you are working, what you need is the presence of God. The presence of God. The presence of God. You need that presence to be there. 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 Anisanda la bradiba katashatala. Batala bikapatasaya. Palamatoshi matala brandili bikapaya. Brando lama diba kapa shanda lama diba kapa tastafaya. Fazima dande libre diba kapa liba tosastaya. Pray. Different situations, different circumstances, wherever you are, wherever you are, and especially when it gets to ministration and your work in the house of God. Ah, Lord, that your presence will be with us. That your presence will be with us. That your sweet presence, your sweet, sweet presence will be with us, will be with us, will be with us. Oh Jesus, we want your presence. We want it. We want the presence of God. We need the presence with us, Wherever we go, wherever we go, whatever we do, Lord, we desire above, above, above everything else. Above everything else, Lord. That you come with us. That you go with us, Thank you for the gift. 
Thank you for the anointing. But we want your presence. We want your presence. Thank you for the appointments. Thank you for the positions. And the ranks. But Lord, we want your presence. We want your presence. Father, thank you. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your presence. We want it to be with us. Not just in this service, but Lord, everywhere we go. That is our prayer. We want that presence. Give us a deeper understanding and a revelation of your presence, Lord. Save us from stubbornness. Save us from witchcraft. Save us from disobedience. Save us from rebellion, Lord. We want your presence, Lord. We want your presence. We want your presence, Lord. Help us to keep. Make us into vessels that can sustain your presence, Lord. Thank you, O God. May that presence be with us. In the mighty name of Jesus. This afternoon, I want to pray with you. You are here. You don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Somebody invited you to church. But deep in your heart, you have no relationship with God. This afternoon, you want to say that, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to give my life to God. I need God in my life. I need Jesus in my life. While every eye is closed and every head is bowed, you want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. Wherever you are, I just want you to lift up your right hand. If you are here like that, and I'll pray with you. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you. I can see your hand. I can see your hand. I can see your hand. Just your right hand. Just your right hand. Every eye closed, every head bowed. Make that decision. Let's do it very quickly. I need God. I need Jesus in my life. Just your right hand. And I'll pray with you. And I'll pray with you. I'll pray with you. Wherever you are. Don't think about your person to your left, to your right. Don't think about anybody. Think about yourself and your life and your, and your relationship with God. He say, Pastor, I need God. I need God. I need Jesus in my life. Just your right hand and I'll pray with you. And I'll pray with you. God bless you. God bless you. If I have your hand lifted up, have your hand lifted up. I want you to do one more thing. Come to me. Come. Come, come out of your seat. I'll pray with you. Come. come yes, you lifted up your hand. Come. Come, come. come quickly. Come. come. Even if you didn't lift up your hand, but you want to come, come very quickly. Come. Come all the way to the front. So I'll pray with you. Come. salvation thank you for all these ones that you have called out today Lord 
by your mercies to save, to save and to set free from every bondage. Thank you, Father. Now say this prayer after me. Church, help us. Say, Heavenly Father, please forgive me of all my sins. I believe in Jesus. I believe Jesus died for me and he rose up on the third day. Please wash me with the blood of Jesus. I am so sorry for all the bad things I have done. Thank you for having mercy on me. Now say, Lord Jesus, please come into my heart. Be the Lord of my life. Say, thank you, Father, for accepting me and making me a child of yours. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. Our lady pastor here would like to have a word with you. So if you please go right here to her. Yes, just follow her. Um, communion. Take out your communion. The blood that Jesus shed for me. Thank way you, back on Calvary. The blood that gives me strength from death. we celebrate the victory you won for us by that great sacrifice on Calvary's cross. Thank you, O Lord, that that victory, that victory shall practically happen in our lives, Lord. Anywhere there's a battle, in any area of our lives, Lord, let the name of Jesus prevail. Let the name of Jesus bring us victory in the mighty name of Jesus, the body of Christ, eat it. The blood of Jesus. Drink all of it. Lift up your two hands and receive your blessing. Lift your hands for your blessing. Father, thank you for the children. Raise up stars in our midst. Raise up superstars in our midst. Bless the children with the blessing of Abraham. Receive the blessing of Abraham. What you have given up about, what you have given up, as Abraham gave up the idea of having a child, what Abraham gave up the idea of having a child, so also whatever you have given up on, 
The Lord is giving it to you today. Receive it. Receive the blessing of Isaac. Isaac sowed in the land where there was a famine and he reaped a hundredfold. Wherever you are based, in Africa or outside Africa or wherever there is a famine, receive the blessing of Isaac to have a hundredfold. Receive the blessing of Jacob. Jacob had many children and became the greatest, most powerful nation on earth. May you become powerful. May you have many children in the spirit. May you have children in the natural. May you be a great mother and a great father. Receive the blessing of Jacob. May your children bring you good news all the days of your life. May you never live to bury any of your children. In the name of Jesus. Lift your hands. Father, I thank you that the blessing of Isaac, the blessing of Abraham, the blessing of Jacob is now upon each and every one of these children. Let me hear your loudest amen. When I say the blessing of Abraham, which is the blessing on receiving what you have given up that you will never receive, I want to hear the loudest amen. Receive the blessing of Abraham. Amen. Now the blessing of Isaac, which is the blessing of prospering where things are not working. Receive the blessing of Isaac. Amen. Let me hear your loudest amen. Amen. Now receive the blessing of Jacob. Which is the blessing of turning into a multiplied and blessed nation. Receive the blessing of Jacob. Amen. Shout, I receive it. I receive it. you. Amen. Wow. People are good at receiving blessings. I tell you. I receive it too. Did you receive all the blessings? The blessing of Abraham. The blessing of Isaac. The blessing of Jacob. It will happen practically in your life. Beautiful. Take your seats. We hope that you've been blessed by this message. For more information, follow us on social media. Search for First Love London on Facebook and YouTube and First Love UK on Twitter, Instagram and TikTok. Have a blessed week.